I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, this is Nadine Dietz, host of CMO Moves. I just wanted to take a quick moment to say thanks so much for stopping by today and to give you a quick overview on what to expect. CMO Moves is all about game-changing leaders, their incredible journeys, the moves that they've made, and most importantly, their personal stories of how they got to be the leaders of some of the world's most exciting brands. I hope you'll enjoy their stories as much as I do and take away a few tips and some inspiration for your day. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to CMO Moves. Today, I am here at NASDAQ with the CMO of NASDAQ, Jeremy School. Hi and welcome to the show. Thank you, we're thrilled to be here. Well, I'm thrilled to be here and in fact, it's almost funny because it might even be like a reverse introduction because you just welcomed me yesterday to come ring your bell. Yes. Isn't it a quite the experience closing the stock market? Holy cow. I was shaking in my boots. Uh, actually, I was shaking in my heels. I'm wearing boots today, but I was shaking in my heels yesterday. But it was such an amazing experience and such an honor. I mean, this just came around. We hosted the summit on Wednesday this week, and we were just chatting about it. And uh, you and your team were saying, well, if you're celebrating 100 episodes of CMO Moves... On that day, why don't you come ring the bell? Yeah. And I said, are you kidding me? It's an amazing experience. And even having been here seven years, every chance I get to open or close a market is very special. And people really go crazy to see themselves on television, on the tower in Times Square. It's really a unique experience. So I'm glad you had the chance. Oh, my God. Not only did I have the chance, I brought a whole posse <laughs> that, with me. So <laughs> That's what I heard. <laughs> it was quite the exciting day. I have to tell you the story. It's really funny because... A lot of people saw us ringing the bell and in taking pictures in Times Square, but they have no idea the Herculean effort we had to go through to get to you on time. Um, because we're hosting this giant CMO Moves Summit East. We have probably 40 speakers throughout the day. Four of a five-person panel, though, that was ending right at three o'clock was still going, and we had to get four of them into a van along with another five or six people. I'm in the green room. They just finished touching up my makeup. And it, for all those who know me, I'm like not big into makeup. So I'm feeling really dolled up. My hair was curled. <laughs> I'm going running down the hallway. I'm out the back door of the green room through the kitchen. And I hit a patch of something. Oh, no. Oh, no. And I went sliding in to the bus boy that was there, knocked him over. I was carrying a hint water, the pineapple one, right. that was open. It had no lid. It went all the way down my whole face, in my hair, my shirt. And I'm like looking to see if my other guests were coming off the stage. So we get them in a van and uh, I had to go back to the green room, 
And they said, what happened to you in less than 10 seconds? And had to almost start all over again. But I was like, quick, quick, quick. Hair dryers are going off. And So I can tell you, we do 190 IPOs a year and and two bell ceremonies a day. We usually don't have that much drama going into a bell ceremony. But that sounds amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. And the crew was amazing. I mean, I literally, I yanked Rick Gomez out, the chief marketing, digital, and strategy officer of Target. Um, Bozama St. John was on stage. She's the CMO of Endeavor. She was interviewing the CMO of the NHL, the CMO of the Jacksonville Jags, uh, the CMO of NASCAR, and also the Chief Marketing and Communications Officer of Visa. So Heidi Browning, Julian Duncan, Jill Gregory, Lynn Bigger. We tried to grab Lynn, but she had another commitment. So those four had to get off stage, come to the van. We had Cynthia Chen, who was the general manager of RB Consumer. We had my CEO, Jeff Litvak. Uh, we also had Greg Welsh there, who's a senior partner and practice leader at Spencer Stewart. And oh my gosh, my husband flew in <laughs> for this. And also Andrew uh, Steinthal, who is the co-founder of The Infatuation. And we had our futurist that spoke with us there, Tamara McCleary. We all jumped in the van <laughs> at like 10 after three to sprint to you got out of the van and your team greeted us and they like ushered us into this side door and we were just overwhelmed. The cameras, everything, we did the practice. And then they said, oh, Nadine, you have to speak for like 60 seconds. I'm like, can somebody tell me that please? Because I don't know what I'm gonna say. So we're up there, the bell ringing, the signing, the confetti, the outside, the pictures. And then we ought to all jump back in the van because I had to get back because I was moderating my last session of the day with Simon Loudon, who was the president of PepsiCo. Global Foods and now the Chief Sustainability Officer. And when I walked in the door, he's like, I'm so glad you made it because he was <laughs> <laughs> waiting to close the summit. I bet. So, and we had Shelly Zales in the summit who was able to pause everything in the room at four o'clock. We live streamed it so everybody in the room with us could also have fun. And I mean, it was literally from door to door. I think we did it all in about 60 minutes. That's amazing. That is amazing. What amazing lineup. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Can we get a record or something for how much drama went into sure, that? Sure, definitely. Hold... I, I will pull the team and understand, <laughs> was it was it the most drama ever experienced at a bell ceremony? Okay, I want to know if there was more drama. We'll have that story for you. Okay, great, great. <laughs> Deal. Deal. Well, bell ringing is not everything you do, although it is really, really fun. And, and yes. again, thank you so much. Uh, we all had a terrific experience. But can you talk a little bit about NASDAQ? I mean, because you guys do a lot more than ring a bell. Yes. So the listings business is about 10% of NASDAQ's overall portfolio. Um, We have a technology business. So our technology runs about 250 marketplaces all around the globe. So Hong Kong, Australia, Bahrain, Iraq, they all run on NASDAQ technology. And then we have surveillance technology as well that surveils the markets. We have a data and analytics business. Um, and then obviously the trading business. But all of that, our, our technology and analytics revenue accounts for about 75% of NASDAQ's overall portfolio. Wow, that's that's pretty impressive. Yes. And, and were you always at NASDAQ or where were you before this? So I grew up on the agency side. I started in Washington, D.C., dealing mainly with public policy and then moved after a business degree, moved into the investor relations side, then it expanded into communications and then into marketing. 
Wow, okay, because I was thinking as you were talking about all these responsibilities of yours and our different businesses, like how does one even get prepared to take on such an important role and, and one that touches pretty much every company out there? Yeah, we have about 4,000 listed companies mm-hmm. on NASDAQ, plus thousands of clients across our software um, and technology businesses. And so I personally think the the experience in Washington, mm-hmm. the experience in the financial community, the experience in communications and marketing, all of that helped build um, my background to help do this job. Mm-hmm. And so I, I do think one of the things that's super important in this job is being able to talk the language of the CFO, the CEO, and the different business leaders. And I've been fortunate enough in my career to have such a wide variety of experience that I understand the different businesses and issues that they're juggling. Yeah, and so you work a lot with CEOs and CFOs, but you also work with CMOs. A lot. And are you evaluating them? What are you you doing? (laughs) I think mainly they're evaluating us Mm -hmm. um, and whether we can be a great partner to them. Um, And so we try and bring our assets, our thinking, our team to bear on helping them be better public companies. Do they get nervous when they're in the room with you? <laughs> I doubt it. Uh, I doubt it. I'm not an intimidating guy. <laughs> no, you're definitely not, but you hold a lot of keys. Yeah. So I think really it's about establishing a relationship. They mm-hmm. need to see me as part of their team and a, and a catalyst to their success. And so that's what we try and establish in, in the meetings we have with these companies. So what are the kind of things that you work on together then? So everything from events to lead gen campaigns to branding campaigns. Frankly, we had a company uh, the other day who'd been listed on NASDAQ for 30 years, and they called up and they said, hey, could you help us with your relationships with CNBC, foster an interview? And so things like that where we can be helpful and leverage our relationships and network for our clients, we do that all the time. Okay, yes, that reminds me. When we were in the room yesterday, Mm -hmm. you had Four, we had lots of screens everywhere, right. but inside the room, you also had four television screens looking at which networks were they? So you had BNN, CNN, Bloomberg, and CNBC. Right. Okay. And this is interesting because you said if you guys, your, your team was so fun. They said, if you make enough noise, you might get on all four <laughs> exactly. of these screens. And we got on all four. So that That's just tells awesome. you how much energy we brought. Again, I, w- I won an award okay. uh, for that. Uh, so our whole team should win We're the looking award. into it as we speak. Okay, good. <laughs> good, good, good. Um, but how, how do those relationships work? Like wh- who's in your network? So we have about 30 different media outlets Mm -hmm. that are at the market site in a given day. Mm -hmm. There's about 150 media hits done across digital and linear television a day. But our core partners are Bloomberg, CNBC, um, CNN, Washington Post, Facebook. Those are the kind of the groups that we deal with on a regular basis. The Wall Street Journal, Barron's has a show coming out of market site. Yeah, and I hear um, one of your most amazing partners, Adweek, had a full hour in Times Crush. Square. <laughs> Crush the event, yes. yes. So what, probably, to be honest, one of the better lineups we've seen um, of CMOs. It's it, Congratulations. It's really impressive. Oh, well, thank you. We had so much fun. You know, if I could have brought everybody with me, I absolutely would have. But when we decided to do this last Thursday, we already had an amazing agenda, and there was no way I was going to disrupt that. 
And were they clapping back there as they were watching the bell ceremony? Yes. Okay, so something even funnier happened, right? So this is just, anybody who knows me knows I'm a hot mess, and this is just how life works around me. Um, but Shelly Zalas is a really dear friend of mine. She's the CEO of the Female Quotient. Mm -hmm. But she was just wrapping up a panel that she was having with a terrific panel, and uh, she was on the panel, and... I asked her because she was ending right at four and we have a long history. I said, would you mind just kind of letting people know what's happening and, and, and hosting this, this particular minute? And Shelly does everything fabulous, right? Everything right. fabulous. She hosts events all over the world and she was just in Davos and the, everybody knows the female the quotient. Mm -hmm. And um, so she had the whole room um, looking at this screen as we cut it in. But our timer, for whatever reason, was not set to your same timer. Mm. So they did the countdown to what our timer was, and it hadn't happened yet. And then they did it again, and it hadn't happened yet. And then they saw the clock on your... And then, so they not only celebrated once, they celebrated three times, That's and they great. loved every one of them. And then we celebrated again when we came back. That's so. awesome. Okay, so very cool. So now you do have a lot of different moving parts and pieces around here. Mm -hmm. What are you thinking about for the future? You were talking also about a move for NASDAQ, right? Yes. So three years ago, Adina Freeman took over as CEO. And part of what she did was create a, a refined strategic direction for the company. And part of that was how does the culture follow to support that direction. And one of the things that she felt was extremely important was to have a global headquarters where all 800 people in New York could inter interact and connect with each other. And so at the beginning of 21, we will consolidate and form four times square where you were at. You were mm -hmm. on the first and second floor. We have an amazing 10th floor with a terrace and a big event space, and we will have 26, 27, and 28. And so we will have a vertical campus for all of NASDAQ and our global headquarters starting next year, which we're super excited about. And really that's designed to create a culture of collaboration, to create a culture of innovation, and for people to work better together. And we're already seeing that in some of our offices where we've consolidated. Wow. So it's amazing because you, you're in the middle of everything. When you think about your team, though, you lead marketing. Do you look for classic marketers? Do you actually look for people coming from financial backgrounds? Like, how do you even think about staffing your team? So I think about hiring great people first and foremost. We, we have worked really hard over the last several years to create a chemistry mm -hmm. on this marketing team that delivers outsized results. It's a very fast-paced environment. There's a tremendous amount going on, and we need team players. We need people that want to collaborate and work as part of a team, and we need people that are willing to roll up their sleeves and lead and also do the work. And so I think for me, most importantly, is I want people that are accountable, demonstrate ownership, want to be a part of this company, see the potential for the brand and the business, and that's first and foremost. And, and if we got that, I think we will find the skill sets that are needed to support the business, the brand, and our management team. So interesting, because that's exactly what, one of the panels we had yesterday was called The Future of Marketing Talent. Yep. And it was also called The Hunt for Purple Squirrels. Right. And it was really, really cool. That it was uh, Greg Welsh, Emily Culp, uh, Mary Beach, and Dana Anderson. Yep. Okay, so four incredibly fun people. Pretty good lineup. Pretty good lineup, right? <laughs> and um, 
I actually had stolen the term purple squirrels from Emily, who, who talked about it in her podcast. Um, and Emily said this term's been around for a while. So th- we actually had a, a, and I think I have it in my bag someplace. Um, but we had, here it is. There's, okay, so this is the, this is the purple squirrel. <laughs> and so it's a purple squirrel in the middle of a page, and it's got all of these different characteristics of what this purple squirrel is. Yep. And I think there are fewer purple squirrels than there are unicorns in the world. I agree. Yeah. But when you look at this, and I love this chart, there are a lot of things on here that aren't like traditional marketing attributes. Yes. Strong stomach, right? Mm -hmm. Financially savvy, has a vision. Like that is not a fundamental skill set necessarily of a traditional market. That that is a fundamental skill set of a leader. Yes. Right. And leaders are accountable. They demonstrate ownership. They drive things forward. They're problem solvers. Like that, what I love about this is that showcases what marketers need to have today. Yes, you have to have some fundamentals, and this purple squirrel highlights that. But you have to have the grit, the determination, and the skill sets to lead and to also kind of square off against your leadership and for them to see you as a value-added player on their team. I love that. And the reason why I thought of this is you opened by saying you look for great people first and foremost. So I applaud that because that was a big takeaway from our first panel discussion on this. And that was, you really want to like working with somebody. We spend a lot of time here. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, You really do. And times get stressful. And they do. And you just really got to have camaraderie to be able to really perform. Yeah. And when I think about my career, the biggest regrets I have are not moving on talent that you knew was not a fit in your organization or not moving soon enough on that. Because Mm -hmm. the chemistry of the team is so important to our success. You you remind me, too, of a very, very famous Netflix presentation on corporate culture. I think anybody can Google it. It lives on YouTube, I think, or someplace. And in it, I think it mentioned the fact that it's not just who's on the bus, but it's who is not on the bus. Correct. Right? For sure. And if your team sees people that are not on the bus being able to stay and be a part of your core, it creates an exception to the environment that you're trying to create for the company, the culture you're trying to create for your team, and it's just, it's bad, it's bad. And we we produce outsized results. I think we punch above our weight, and that's largely due to the quality of the people that we have on this team and the chemistry they have in working together. Yeah, tell me, I, tell me one of your funny stories. I know you're under pressure, right? Because you have a firm clock. This isn't like right. a meeting that you can move. I'll do that next week. Right. I mean. Things have to happen on time around here. Like, tell me what's going on. So, I would say maybe uh, Davos was probably an interesting week for us. For the first time ever this month, we held nine events in a space uh, in Davos on the main promenade. And we had a prominent speaker, the Secretary of the Treasury, who a few days before the event with 140 CEOs decided he was not going to be our keynote. Hmm. So well, that's exciting. So that was exciting. <laughs> so three sleepless nights, we were able to put together an amazing agenda. And again, that's due to the caliber of our partners, leveraging relationships like Politico and Protocol and CNBC to help create a network effect of who would be a compelling speaker for people to hear. 
and we were able to put together an amazing event, and uh, the week went on flawlessly from there. Wow, yeah. wow. So who did you have? So we had uh, Robert Smith, CEO of Vista Partners, and we had Mike Rogers, uh, who is the former NSA director and first head of Cybercom for the United States. Two amazing talks that people really s seem to uh, be engaged with. Okay, so Davos definitely no no small feat. Um, Correct. But uh, you mentioned partners again. Like, what are some of the fun things you do with some of your partners? Right. So I'm sure you're familiar with Sonos. Mm -hmm. um, they were coming public on NASDAQ and we created an opportunity for them to redefine the sound of the NASDAQ bell. So they brought in exceptionally talented musicians, uh, spent weeks going through various instruments to coins dropping in bowls and everything to come up with a unique and defining sound of the NASDAQ bell. And I am a big believer that the acoustic branding kind of concept is going to take hold or if not already taking hold uh, across many brands and I think the NASDAQ bell sound as defined by Sonos is going to be something you're going to be hearing a lot more about. Wow okay that is super cool. Yeah. You're right we're hearing more and more examples where brands are really trying to find their sound, sound. identity which is pretty cool. I think it's super cool yeah. and we have this unique moment at 9.30 in the morning and 4 o'clock in the afternoon, would, as you experience, where we're opening and closing the bell and people get to experience it. And when it's on television and broadcast all around the world, we want people to know without even looking, oh, that's NASDAQ opening the market or that's NASDAQ closing the market. And we think yeah. we've defined that with Sonos. How did you know that that was it, the one? Like, there's a lot of sounds going on in there, right? Well, we had some pretty good people on their side working on the sounds, and we went through multiple iterations until we found something. But it was literally like, I'm not sure if you remember the SNL skit, we need more cowbell, but it was like, <laughs> we need more coins or we need more bell, we need this to create something that was truly unique. And, um, and it was an exceptional experience to work with them on that and do something defining for NASDAQ. That is so fun. Okay, so, gosh, I could sit here and pick your brain all day. I want to know about your worst moments and your best moments. What is something that you would advise a CMO not to do when they come and see you? So, well, everything's on the table when they come to see me. We want to be a good partner. I think one advice I would have for a CMO, make sure you know your response plans to issues. So we run 22 markets at NASDAQ around the globe and our technology is, as I mentioned, around 250. And with technology products, anything can go wrong at any time. Everybody's experienced it. We need to have a response mechanism and I think every CMO needs to know their response mechanism to an issue. And I think it's just really important coming into the job to make sure you understand that and have that defined. A lot can go right, but when it goes wrong, you need to be prepared. Yeah, well, that's really good advice. Yeah. Okay, and then I think we have just a couple more minutes. So I have mm. two more questions for sure. you. Sure. What was your best moment that you can remember in the last year? In the last year, I would say when we defined the new strategic direction for NASDAQ, which really, as I mentioned, placed an emphasis on technology and analytics, 
we rolled out a new brand campaign to support that direction and really begin to shape shift perceptions of NASDAQ away from just solely an exchange to something much more as a technology and analytics company. And to me, that was exceptionally rewarding to create all the creative assets that went into it, all the internal communications that went into it, and to see it rewarded in the marketplace. And, you know, everything from last week, we just announced a partnership where our technology is going to support Airbus on a uh, derivatives travel market to hedge travel risk. Mm -hmm. Like those are things and applications of our technology that we never thought was possible 10 years ago. And so being a part of that and shaping perceptions around that was really exciting. Amazing. Well, okay, so my last question for you. All right. All right. If you are not the CMO of NASDAQ and money and talent were no object. You have all of that in the world. What would you do? I'd be a ninja. A, nin a ninja? <laughs> <laughs> Who wouldn't want to be that? <laughs> that sounds amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. And I'm the one in all black today. I know, you are. But I think that would be a really cool job. That's like, you awesome. Think, yeah, isn't that be great? You get to like throw stars, have swords. And like go around. So I, I would say I would want to do something very different. And so I think Ninja would be it. Okay. Oh, that sounds amazing. <laughs> I, I'll, you, I, I will follow up with you and you, see how you're doing. Have you that. received that answer from anybody else? No, that's very unique. I have to, I have to say it. That was, that's why you got me. I started laughing over here. Um, that's fantastic. Well, look, you've provided me a great amount of joy in the last 24 hours. I can't thank you enough. You, your team have been amazing. You made me laugh through this podcast. The Ninja, I will never forget. Um, but no, in all sincerity, I mean, you you provided a magical experience. And, and I'm deeply honored that you asked us to do that. You blew me away. So thank you for valuing what we're trying to do and help others grow. Absolutely. And we hugely value what you're trying to do. And to be honest... We try and think of NASDAQ as this place of relentless possibilities, and we hope that came across in your experience here. It sounds like it did, mm -hmm. and so we hope you come back and do more. Okay, and we're going to talk about this ninja thing. <laughs> look forward to it. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, I would love your help in sharing CMO Moves with one of your friends or colleagues who you think might enjoy it too. And if you have time, I would really love your review or ratings on Apple or SoundCloud. So thanks again and have a great day. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.